Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL, and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host, Massey Zeman, coming back from the flu last week. We, I deeply regret not getting in here and talking to the good fans of TST. We do this for you, and in down in Texas, this is Graham Trainer. Yeah, all the way back from Todos Santos, and a flu week off, bye week. I've missed you. I'm, I'm happy to see you. I went to shout out to Dustin Peters. Yeah. JH guy. And um, we went to the, the venue of the wedding, right? The hotel walked around the garden. It was beautiful. I, I've been to Toto Santos for his wedding. That is for the that, only time yeah. I've been. And it is immaculate. Not yeah. in, in like a fancy bougie way. Just like the way no, that you think Mexico should be just beach break. There's a little, uh, what do they call them? Uh, point break. Ooh, check that out. Um, oh, you talking to me too. They serve Palomas next to a hot tub. I was like, this is Mexico. And I had, I, I did surf. Did you surf on one of those breaks down there? I did not surf. Evie went surfing. I suck at surfing. I did. I did swim next to a whale shark in nature, not in like a sea world bathtub swam next Whoa. to an 18 foot whale shark for about 15 minutes until I ran out of steam and the whole time I was worried about what I was going to run into, if there was just going to be like a um, hammerhead shark coming, you know, 100 miles an hour at right in my head. Dude, so, that's pretty intense. I mean, it was cool. It was cool. I say that I surfed. I think I, I had sucked. initial success and then I just practiced drowning the rest of the day. If there's a, like just, just straight up skiing. at the bottom of the ocean for a while. Surf skiing. I think there is. Yeah. I just, I need, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a board guy. I didn't skateboard. I've never snowboarded. I'm not a great skier, but I, I I can water ski and I can downhill alpine mountain ski. So I need the two legs to be able to do things. Yeah. I'm not good with the side stuff. With yeah, toes balance. facing forward. I feel you. Yes. I I'm there. I'm there. We have an absolutely packed show. We have a tribute to give out to Mike Leach. We have the huddle to get to. Hmm. We have college football bowl season. The playoff picture in the NFL is starting to really shape itself and and the uh, Dallas did themselves no favors by losing to the Jaguars last weekend, just to point out. Just a oh, thing, we're going in early. Just a thing we want to point out. Those are just the facts. Oh, rose-colored Saints fan glasses, I see. Um, also, also <laughs> I'm just saying, the Eagles are, might be without Jalen Hurts. They have to win one of three games. Uh, Minshew-mania. With Gardner Minshew. You know who his old coach was? Mike Leach. Mike Leach. I think there's gonna. I think there's a W, if not three Ws, in his future. If you're gonna play for your former coach who tragically passed away by a heart attack, mm-hmm. you're gonna light it up, especially with the skill positions that the Eagles have. So we have feel, a absolutely yeah, packed show. Go ahead. No, hundred percent. His former doppelganger, me. I think you're his new doppelganger because he's grown a luscious, delicious male beard. Gardner Minshew has more testosterone in his fingernail than than both of us combined. He's just a man's <laughs> man. True. Yeah, he is, dude. Dude, he like just I figure I feel like Gardner Minshew just lights fireworks off every time out of his hands. He just throws fireworks in the air and then like Kenny Powers has an American flag around mm-hmm. his neck as he just is like coming out to ACDC. He just fires people up. 
he does have some Kenny Powers, Tiger King energy to him. Yes. Which I appreciate about him. I'm glad he's getting another start. It's a bummer about Jalen Hurts. Obviously, first game, Cooper Rush turned into a pumpkin. So mm-hmm. the backup quarterback played that game. It wasn't Dak versus Hurts. And unfortunately, this won't be Dak versus Hurts the second time. Unless Hurts makes an amazing recovery, he's trying to push to play from what I've heard because he is my favorite college football player of all time. Jalen Hurts is. Yeah, still remains that remains to this day. All right, I'll take it because he is a heck of a he was a heck of a college football player and just did it all. He just does everything like you want a college slash NFL football player to do. Stays focused, stays in the game. But we we'll get to him. We'll get to him. We need we need to back up. We need to we need to huddle up. (coughs) What? No, I'm sorry. Yeah, getting off topic. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We, we, we just got all fired up. We haven't seen each other in two weeks. We just got fired <laughs> up. This is what the people want. This is what the people want, and we're trying to give it to them. All right, the huddle is the good news of the week, the critical number of the week, something that you are stuck on, your quote slash question of the week. I wrote down a bunch of Mike, Le- Mike Leach quotes. That's all I did. Uh, <laughs> your goat of the week, and then we'll get into some – we'll check in with our college basketball Slash NBA basketball pick them, which I am firmly in the lead in college basketball, just saying. And uh, we'll go from there. But let's huddle up. And trainer, give me your good news of the week. My first good news was Minshew Mania. So I went ahead and deleted that one. We'll move straight to basketball. Dirk Nowitzki, Nowitzki is a Hall of Fame candidate. Surprise, surprise. I think he's first ballot, right? And the Mavs are going to make a statue that will be unveiled. On Christmas Day slash G Zus's birthday, baby G Graham. You mean you mean Dr- Graham Trainer's birthday? Don't forget that our host mm-hmm. Graham Trainer was born on the same day that Jesus was. Big big birthday guy. Um, <laughs> bronze statues are always a little scary, right? They are. Because Ronaldo had a bad one. Uh, Peyton Manning kind of had a bad one. The only good one that I've seen that stuck out to me that had any, like... Nick Saban. Um, well, actually, the first statue that they had, Nick Saban had, they uh, they, they unveiled to him, was him, like, grabbing his headphones and yelling. And he was like, can I not Can I not have a statue of me just being really pissed off? And so Wait, they, they did their- a prototype? They did a prototype statue for Saban? He said he nixed it and they made a new one for him? Yeah, they made a new I didn't form. know that. Yeah, yeah. It was him like throwing his headphones and now it's him like clapping. Um Ed Reed is the only bronze bust that I've seen that I was like, they nailed that. Oh, any you're talking about like Hall of Fame bus as well as um statues outside of stadiums? I guess. I guess we can lump it all yeah. in it in there together. It's gonna be life size, it's gonna be a seven foot bronze statue outside of the, the Mavericks yeah, Arena. It'll be the kick, you know, the, the leg kick three that he's got. The one at the end of The Dark Knight Rises, the one of Batman that uh, Commissioner Gordon veils inside that library. That one's pretty sweet. Well, yes, that is. They had a couple of takes at that. They had a, one good take Movie at magic. that. Movie magic. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it was cast in bronze. I'm sure it's somewhere in, in Chicago or, excuse me, Gotham. Um, well, maybe, we, maybe we should pivot to not bronze. Maybe, like, bronze has a curse on it. Like, there needs to be... I don't know, like a not marble, but like a 
marble yeah, statues. More like Italian just like marble? Yeah, yeah. Because you're, that's... you're an art guy. You're an art art installation guy. Like, what, what do you think? Marble, turquoise, like, what, what are we, nickel? Yeah, I think I think we're into marble now. You're just going to have to get someone <laughs> that, that specializes in that and give them about 15 years and a block of marble that's seven feet by five feet wide or 10 feet wide. That would Mark that Cuban. would take you a little while. He, Mark, Mark Cuban, Cuban, pretty can... rich. Mark Cuban, pretty rich. Dirk Nowitzki has been known to go to the Hall of Fame for 15 years, Massey. This might be an unveiling of something we've never seen before. Oh, I would love that. Also, D. Wade's on that ballot, right? Who else? Anybody else I've known? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Powell Gasol and um, Popovich is, yeah, two others I saw. And Tony Parker. Nice, nice. All right. I, I feel like Tony no, Parker should be in there. How many? Cha- he's won three championships, Tony? Popovich, I obviously. Won, I think he won all four with the Spurs. He might have won – or no, five. They won five. Duncan won five. I think he won three or four, yes. With I knew he was you – know, I knew he was like one one less than Duncan. All right. My, uh, my good news of the week, don't you worry, college football fans – Bama is back on top of the recruiting world, and it's not even close. Nick Saban still has it after what they call a down year, being currently at 10-2 and two and playing in the Sugar Bowl against Kansas State. They have six five-star commits, 24-star commits. Bama and Georgia are the top two, and then it's everybody else. And that is not even the biggest splash that came in during early signing day, which ended today. Um, when asked about... Clemson's plans to do NIL. Did you see what Dabo Sweeney said? Yeah, reluctantly, this is my quote of the week, but take it away. Okay. All right. I don't need it. I don't need it. You sure? I don't even even want to say it. It's so cringy. I can't even say it. I'm going to cringe if you say it. Um, And we've we've talked about this before, just to preface this, but when coaches put religion in order to not have to answer any other questions about something, it bothers me when they use religion as a, like, stop all, don't ask me any more questions about it. That's when it grinds my gears. I have no problem somebody shouting out their their God or whatever and saying, like, I'd like to thank God in the academy or I'd like to thank God and my coaches. None of that bothers me. But when they use it in in kind of like a manipulative way, like Dabo Sweeney mm-hmm. did. So he was asked the question, how is Clemson going to use NIL to help boost their program? By the way, they're sitting at number 11 in the recruiting ranks right now. He said, we built this program on NIL money. No, no, no. What did he say? We built this program on God's name, image, and likeness. Well, buddy, God does not score a lot of touchdowns. So you're going to have to get some recruits in there in order to make things happen. And when he did it at the press conference, he started smirking before he said it. So you know he prepped it for a couple of days. He was like, I can stop all these reporters asking me about NIL if I just – Go ahead and just put God on them, and they won't have to. They can't ask me any more questions about it. It's like, dude, dab out. Come on, come yeah. on. What happened to Deshaun Watson? He's he seems godless to me. <laughs> <laughs> you remember the quote in Bad Boys Two where she's like, "Y'all need Jesus." Yeah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. Oh, and by yeah. the way, uh, Jimbo Fisher with that huge contract, number one recruiting class the last year. He has twenty four. Rec- guys in the portal and the number 14 class respectively all right trainer give me your yeah. critical number of the week how did tony elliott do can i, can I did number? not i did not even bother the headline came across my desk i was like i'm not clicking yeah, on that. yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah, not time right. it's not time <laughs> just not touching uva football with a 10 foot pole you're right let's just wait till next year um i got baseball and a football one which one would you like first i would like the baseball one first you know you know how i love the trash pandas <laughs> This is not Trash Panda related, 
Uh, there is now with what happened with Carlos Correa. He is the Mets new third baseman. He's a shortstop by nature. Mm-hmm. But he's going to play third base for the Mets. He was going to be on the Giants and mid press conference was dressing to go to the Giants press conference. They decided to uh, opt out of the, of the, uh, the deal. And then he got like a quick, like call from Scott Boris to, I think it's Anderson of the Mets, the GM and got a deal for about $30 million less. Um, And now he's basically like in the middle of the night has changed teams. Anyway, 650 million is my number. They have between him and Francisco Lindor, they have, $650 $650 million wrapped up in their left side of the infield between their shortstop and third base. It's a lot of money. And what, this is the Mets? This is the Mets. This is the Mets. What? Yeah. What? What? So what? how many is that annually? How, how long is that? Oh, and by the way, Virginia ranks number 59 at number 12 in the ACC in recruiting. Um, so I did look that up. Um, so 59, 59 didn't make me sad until I heard 12th. Anyway. <laughs> 12th in the ACC out of 13 teams, 14 teams. 14, yeah. Wait, so just wait. Explain to me the middle of the night move here. So the Giants, okay, the Giants signed Correa. The Mets had him. The Mets had him. And then the Giants came in, swooped in, and got him because they missed out on Aaron Judge with the Yankees. Obviously, yeah. they were pissed off. They wanted to get a big splash. Aaron back. Judge, 16th captain of the Yankees. Do people care? I oh, don't. That's a, good, that's a good critical number. Um, and then the Giants took him away, and then he was going to sign. He was signing with the Giants. There was a press conference. He was getting dressed up with like the fake, like number one Giants Jersey going to the press conference. And the Giants had like some sort of physical um, hang up. And they said, no, we think there's some sort of health issue. So basically like, I, I can only imagine behind the scenes, it's like at the draft, there's a bunch of, bunch of chaos going on. He gets on the phone, Scott Boris, Scott Boris calls the Mets. And he's like, well, Hey, he's still available. What can we do here? And they get like, 80 they get him for 85 cents on the dollar basically so uh, something i'm hung up on here is the uh mlb had a draft Mm-mm. no sorry i meant like think about a press conference the backstage of a press conference is kind of like you know a green oh, room oh yes yes it gets yes. a little crazy back there there's phone calls there's like kind of it's kind of hectic Oh, I follow. I follow. I was like, leave it to the MLB to draft right in the middle of the NFL season. No, that's like in May or June. I'll tune in then. All right, so give me your football critical number. 23 and 55. Um, I have no idea what that is. It's a record of some sort. Yep, this is the combined record of the AFC and NFC South versus non-dumpster divisional opponents. Oh, Basically, this is their in-house divisional record no sorry this is their out of division record against other opponents besides their own in these two monumentally terrible divisions i'd say historically terrible yeah i laid it on pretty thick on the when the nfc east was was down so this is something that i deserve it is so bad the fact that the Bengals came back from what 21 down to beat the bucks um yeah, yeah 21 and tom brady just looks Outrage! He looks outrageous. He looks divorced. Yeah, he looks he looks like a man possessed in like the not the good I'm I'm possessed going to score a million points way. Like something, some demon has taken over his body, which I'm sure if you dig into some websites like Q or something would probably tell you that a demon has entered his body. Um, the fact that the Saints, 
the fact that the Saints have reached the graphic, that little, you know, the in the hunt graphic when they when they, you're watching oh, yeah, a football yeah. game and it shows the playoff standings and it says like leaders, likely wild card spots and it says in the hunt. And then below in the hunt, there's just a bunch of abbreviations and slashes. And I was <laughs> squinting real hard at my television on Monday night and I was like, New Orleans is still down in that little bitty box down there that says like mathematically able to make they, the playoffs. Yeah, they have to because the whole NFC South, nobody wants to win it. They yeah, just they, wanna just yeah. They're trying to give it away. If they they had obviously the Bucs have the tiebreakers, they beat them twice this season, but it's just the Bucs are just the NFC South is so bad. There should be some sort of rule, some sort of lever that the commissioner can pull and just flush a division down the toilet if it's that bad this in, in any given I, season. I, I like that idea. I feel like a little part a part of me, this is not true, but I feel like they're all like you can have it. You can have it. We kind of want to tank because we want CJ Stroud or Bryce Young because all of them want quarterbacks next year. Tom Brady's either going to retire or he's going to move on to another different team, which sounds ridiculous at the age of 58. Uh, obviously, the Panthers need a quarterback because Sam Darnold's terrible. And they pushed Baker Mayfield to the Rams. And Ritter, Desmond Ritter, TBD, but Mariota's not the answer, obviously. And then obviously, the Saints want to get, you know, move on from Dalton and. Jameis is great, but he can't stay healthy. So, correct, and and the fact that the more they lose, that the Eagles get to pick it at a higher spot because they traded for him umpteenth years ago. I forgot what it was for, but the yeah, Saints, the Saints are in a world world of trouble, and, I'm, and and it's just sad. Like when you watch your team and you're just sad, it's it's not fun. It's 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 not fun. Well, it I, used to be fun to have a Hall of Fame quarterback. You know, that used to be fun to watch Drew Brees throw it 10 yards to a slanting Michael Thomas. Like, that was fun. This is not fun anymore. I'm not having any fun, trainer. No, I know. I mean, it's the, the Cowboys haven't been fun. I used to watch Troy Aikman, and I used to, you know, eat eat lots of lemon chills and candy and play in 64, but that was 1996. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not fun anymore. Um, <laughs> actually, between these two divisions, now that, you know, Tannehill's out for the year, who knows what um what's the liberty kid's name malik willis what he's going to be basically the only quarterback who's guaranteed to probably start next year for either of these divisions 14 eight sorry eight teams four teams apiece is trevor lawrence yeah when you think when you think about it like that's that's it so So let's just run through the quarterbacks for real tennessee titans ryan Tannehill. no he's not the answer malik willis Tannehill. malik willis Tannehill. um neither nick Foles or or Matt Ryan will probably be on the Colts next year. Trevor, Ballinger, nope. Yeah, um, who? What, what team am I missing out of the AFC South? Oh, Houston. I don't even know who plays quarterback for Houston. Davis Mills and uh, the neck, and somebody yeah, else. Can, who do yeah. they fire to hire Lovey Smith, who actually gave him five wins two years ago? I completely forgot about well, that's that. Too guy. many wins. To, that's too many wins to tank. That's why you got fired. I, I guess. And then you're right. We went through the NFC South. Uh, dang. That Lovey's is, got a Lovey's got the best Santa Claus beard. You can't fire Lovey during Christmas season. So hopefully, hopefully wait. he survives. They'll wait. They'll hire Urban they'll Meyer or somebody. <laughs> uh, my critical number Enough about my critical number. It's time for you. <laughs> like my critical number is five million dollars in NIL money. Oh man, the amount God is worth in NIL. Um, no, Davo Sweeney is not a part of this, but the ACC is Pitt head coach. Matt Narduzzi says that he has heard of two different schools that have offered Drake may UNC's freshman QB phenom who had three Heisman votes to transfer schools, $5 million. 
They vote Drake. You said UNC kid. Yeah, he came in like first off tenth first place off, in the Heisman with three first place votes. First off, yes, that's no, that is interesting. I just wanted to do a quick side note question. I didn't even know they you can vote for players. Is this votes to go to the Heisman or actually Heisman votes at the end? Heisman vote. So you can vote for anybody in the Heisman. It's just an accumulation of points. I think a first place oh. vote. I think a first plate first place vote might be three points. A second place vote being two and a third place vote being one. There's some support. It might be like first place vote five, yeah, second yeah. place vote three kind of deal. Yeah. I I guess I always thought like basically once the Heisman, the three or four they pick, make it to New York, those guys only get voted upon and that's it. So you actually like the count the votes that the votes that get them to be a finalist count and then they unveil who won based yes. on those votes. Okay, yes. I never knew that. I love learning something new. At I mean, I, Michael Penix. Seven. Michael Penix was up there somewhere. Um, yeah. Um, the running back for Michigan that I'm blanking on. JJ. Uh, no, not that. That's a quarterback. Um, I can't. I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. He's hurt. He's not playing. Um. So oh, there's. Starts uh, with a C. Uh, well, th- this makes it sound dumb, but it's so. Wolverines <laughs> of your team. <laughs> You're right, dude. Um. So, well, Cal- so Callum, I, Callum, I did a little, I did a little digging into, uh, into Drake May, and did you know that his brother Luke May is Luke May that plays for UNC, your team? His dad, <laughs> his dad played quarterback for UNC. It just made no sense to me that no. a kid would turn down five million dollars. My only assumption is that head coach Pat Narduzzi just ate the garbage you know just someone told him that and he regurgitated on the the coach's corner and local pittsburgh radio and regurgitated five million dollars there is just no way that you could look at a 20 year old kid despite his legacy at unc and say yeah i'm gonna turn down five million dollars to go play somewhere you you, I, i just don't think those bags of cash that all those people are are presenting them i just don't think there's contracts signed or guarantees or money up front there must be some sort of stipulation where they say it's a deal worth five million dollars but you have to be on campus january the 1st 2023 and need to do this and do that so i i'm this nil smoke i think that's what it is i think it's just smoke right now i'm not sure where that money's coming from i'm gonna need to see receipts is basically what i'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're not going to get that. It's like, I mean, the, the NIL and the LIV, the live tour, it's just a bunch of sketchy money that like doesn't really always seem like it's going to actually come to fruition. It's like, yeah, sign the dotted line. We'll give you 40% now, the 60 later, 60% right. later. And it's like, you're not going to see that 60%, not all of it at least. Yeah. And it just seems like the the coaches at some of the lesser programs, Pitt being one of them, are just saying, woe is me, woe is me, woe is me. Kind of, I mean, Dabo Sweeney is not at one of those programs, and I'm predicting that Clemson is going to fall off the face of the earth because he can't evolve fast enough. But it just seems like one of those things where he's just saying, oh, no, woe is me. We can't we can't compete with $5 million. All right, Trainer, give me your stuck on of the uh, week. I can unstuck us. It was Blake Corum was the name. Thank you. Or a little elf. A little elf told me that from in the chimney. Um, I mean, I got two basketball ones. I'll just go with the who's on a two game slide. We'll go ahead and cover that real quick. Are you worried? We good. I mean, two good teams though. that We've lost two. I am. I'm a little worried. Miami is way, way far away from Charlottesville. Houston looks 
Good. They're twelve and one too. Miami's twelve and one. Yeah, yeah. Miami's twelve and one. They're underrated at twenty two. Those, um, um, they they have been really good for the last five. Jim Le- Jim Laranaga. Yeah, the, thank uh, you. George, That's his- George Mason of the. We mentioned JJ Redick earlier. That was that Final Four. George Mason beat JJ Redick. Oh well, God bless that man. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they he has them clicking down there. Miami's a good team. Houston, obviously, they were number one for a little bit. Number two, they slipped to number yeah. five. UVA had two really good wins against um, Illinois, and I'm blanking on the other one already. And it just UCLA? what's that? UCLA? No. UCLA. No, no. It was Illinois and Baylor. Oh yeah, Baylor. Yeah. So they had two really good wins to jump up themselves up in the top 25. I think this is UVA settling out a little bit. I'm worried though. Armand Franklin cannot shoot. He was supposed to be, he's an Indiana transfer that was supposed to be lights out shooter. He had two, two to four good games of shooting and he has just absolutely tanked. We're going to have to start relying on freshman uh, uh, McKinley from the West Virginia standout. He's going to have to start making buckets there there's just not seems there does not seem to be a lot of three-point shooting on the floor if you include reese beekman who's suffering from a hamstring injury and will for the rest of the season he is our number one guy he had a chance to tie the game last night and could not just lost the ball and i really wouldn't didn't want it in anybody else's hands besides his so i don't fault reese there just has to be the shooting just has to get better and if that happens then UVA looks to be to make a deep run in this year's tournament. Yeah, no, thanks. Thanks for the uh, detailed analysis because my, my mommy and my sister were in town last night. We did Christmas, so I didn't um, I didn't get to watch the game. And... It was terrible until the last. They were down ten. <laughs> they were down ten with like ninety seconds to go, maybe maybe two minutes to go. And oh, sounds like the Jags. They came the all the way back. Yeah. So it was yeah. it was a good show of resilience. They showed resilience against Houston. They're just going to have to turn those tough losses into tough wins, and, and yeah. there's going to be two, something there in Charlottesville. Two silver linings playbooks there. Uh, at least Tony Bennett doesn't do the stuff that Dabo does because Tony Bennett's super religious. And number two, thank God Chris Beard is not our coach. Yeah, two two very good points. <laughs> uh, my stuck uh, on. Stuck number two. Stuck go, number two. go ahead. Uh, go ahead. No, you're good. Uh, Bronson. Knicks are on a nine-game winning streak. I think I've said Brunson is a stuck. This is like a record 20th time I've said it since we went on our um, Western Conference, the Mavs, that is, Western Conference tour against Golden State. I miss him. I love him. (laughs) One of my favorite college basketball players with Villanova. They won a title. Yeah, I mean, he's having a hell of a year. 21, 6-3, 47%. Field goal percentage from the field, 37 from three. Is that something you might be interested in, Graham? Uh, Mavs are under 500. <laughs> yeah, that hurts. That hurts just a little All bit. Right, I, I feel I feel bad for you. Uh, uh, my stuck on Mac Jones. He, and I'm stuck on, not from his most embarrassing play that you could possibly imagine okay. in all okay. Patriots history, but his in season as a whole. Remember last year when we were saying Mac Jones played on time? He might be able to not fill Tom Brady's shoes. There's no way anybody's going to do that. But he's going to be the Patriots' next quarterback. Bill Belichick. He, Bill Belichick. Uh, big hips. Big joints. Ch- chiseled, chiseled jaw. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, knows, knows how to look downfield. Uh, big presence in the locker room. 
Yeah, stuff like that. And and this year he had an injury. Bailey Zappi came in, and Bailey Zappi played well. He had to go out and play with the Patriots fans chanting Bailey Zappi's name. The The pictures of his face when he's getting helped off the field after a high ankle sprain looks really bad. His body language when Matt Patricia, a defensive coordinator, is calling the offense for the Patriots, which is just beyond me. Do you know who calls the offense for the Patriots? It was a competition between Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. Matt Patricia got fired from the Lions, and Joe Judge got fired from the Giants, and they are immediately better. They're immediately better than those. Joe Judge hired Jason Garrett as an offensive coordinator. Thank you. Thank you. That, that's how bad. That's that, how bad he is. Yes. Yeah. So those those two are ahead of the offense and you see that Mac Jones will get a play call and he just waves it off. I feel like Mac Jones is calling plays in in the huddle on his own and to top it all off, the Patriots went absolutely rogue against the Raiders and a ball gets lofted back lateraled back to Mac Jones with zero it's tie ball game, zeros on the clock. Mac Jones is set up. He's looking up at the ball. Chandler Jones catches it and buries Mac Jones into the turf. Over Patriot. Just buries him into the turf and runs it back to win the game for the Raiders. And Julian Edelman had the had the gall. Cajones. Cajones to go on and say, say Mac Jones. Mac Jones should have tripped him up, should have done more to tackle Chandler Jones. How many tackling drills has Mac Jones done since he's been in peewee football? And to tackle Chandler Jones? Are you kidding me? Like, the oh, the Patriots are saying, oh, Mac Jones has bad body. Like, Shut up, Julian Edelman. Mac Jones is getting owned out there because Bill Belichick is, has so much nepotism going on. He has all these coaches go away and come back that he can't get an offensive coordinator to make Mac Jones look good. Josh McDaniels, at least, who's now head coach of the Raiders, Ugh. made Mac Jones look good when he was OC last year for the Patriots. So it's just it just seems like it's a coaching problem and not a Mac Jones problem and Mac Jones is getting all the blame and that's why I'm stuck on it. God, that was that was that was good. That was good. First off, Julian Edelman's on his high horse. He's on AT&T commercials now. Oh, um, oh man, bad. Bad. Pretty boy, pretty boy. <sighs> yeah, I mean, we'll get Mac, Mac Jones does not deserve any blame for this for this play this i call it the latrinal like a lateral but it's a bathroom latrinal it's it's poopy (laughs) um because people are trying to come up with the best name for this this play it's one of the most ridiculous plays in nfl history at least in regular season um yeah tie game um i go to the week ties into this we'll get to that um it's worse it's it's worse than the butt fumble Everybody remembers the Thanksgiving butt fumble with Mark Sanchez. He was down two or three touchdowns at that point. And the this Jets were probably the- out of Yeah, the Jets were probably like out of the playoff race at the time. The the, the Patriots are playing for a, for a wild card spot. Yeah, and he got buried by Jones. <laughs> I mean, dude, he was he was the guy, he was like the point guard trying to uh stop a center on a fast break, you know? And the center was like, What are you doing here? I'm just gonna dunk on you. You should have hit him in the hit him in the wiener like point guard Chris Paul would do. If that know? was a tackle, and that would have been a perfectly acceptable yeah. tackle. Knock him out. All right. Give me your quote slash question of the week, trainer. Mike, okay. Uh Dabo, we already covered. Uh oh, my second one, my fun one. Dude's got some nuts on him, bro. Like it's as simple as that. This is Pine Sewell, uh, offensive uh lineman, I think second overall pick two years ago. Talking about Dan Campbell. 
our Detroit Lions have been on a heater, heater, heater. the past few weeks. We picked them so many times the first part of the season. We were on this early. We just didn't know the, the we didn't get the right half of the season. <laughs> right. So I was so high on the Detroit Lions. Just like you said, I was so like, was they got to win. They got to win. They just have to win. And they've reeled off what? Is it five out of the last six to go seven? seven? Out of, six out of seven or seven out of eight. Yeah, we kept pushing the Lions. We believed in them. I kept, this is my fault. I kept pushing the Colts and I finally jumped off that at like week eight and never looked back. But the the Lions, I felt like we still wanted to believe in them. Hard Knocks had a little bit to do with that. I, I just feel like I love to see, I love to see, um, I love to see Goff have a, have a resurgence after getting pushed away from the Rams after Cabo gate with um, Sean McVay and Stafford. Stafford looks Stafford looks just as, I mean, he's injured, but he looked just as lost as Russell Wilson this year. It's like those two guys just fell off a hall of fame platform into complete, like the abyss of, are we even good quarterbacks anymore? Are we done? Yeah. So it's great. And then the lions also have like a now probably a top five pick because the Rams are so bad. So the lions are on. Yeah. They're just on on a resurgent, like maybe make a wild card. If all, unless all four NFC East teams make the playoffs, which is ridiculous, but it's currently what's happening right now. Yeah. If the playoffs started today, I hope the Lions sneak in and replace the Giants or the Commanders. What's uh that the play that he's referenced your quote? What he's referencing to was it a third and short or a fourth fourth and one? And Penay Sewell came out of the backfield and called a pass like the wrong way yes. and stumbled forward for a first down. Yeah. Yeah, that was over, a ridiculous play call. Uh, Campbell has something cooking in Detroit. Um, also, I guess my stuck on besides Mac Jones, the Rose Bowl, which I've been trashing for a while, finally folded <laughs> and is playing ball with the college football playoff now. They will not stand in the way of the college football playoffs and actually participate because the Rose Bowl – is uh, a bunch of nerds and they finally yeah, lay down. It's, it's a it's a boomer bowl that nobody cares about anymore because college football's adapted or evolved oh oh and uh this the third best team in the big 10 is going penn state versus utah so cool way to go rose ball <laughs> neat um i have a lot of quotes here and it's Ooh. all has to do with mike leach and mike leach tragically passed away two weeks ago um due to a, a heart attack he is you cannot tell the story of college football without Mike Leach. He's an innovator. He took the West Coast offense and injected it with steroids. He coached uh most notably at Texas Tech as a head coach, Washington State as a head coach, and three the last three seasons with Mississippi State. He's taken quarterbacks that you've never heard of before and put them on the map, such as Gardner Minshew, which we mentioned at the top of the show. Uh Will Rogers has been developing into a great quarterback. Texas Tech, you one of the more memorable plays in college football history. Can you just can you say this off the top of your head? I know where I was. When Texas Tech did this one play, do you know what I'm referencing? The Halloween game against UT. Thank you. No, Texas was yeah. number one. Colt McCoy yeah. was so lost there on the sidelines, looking like what just happened. He threw a five yard out to Crabtree, and he scrambled in the end zone to beat Texas on the last last play of the game, maybe the second last play of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is an innovator. He is coached an outpost. He has not coached a blue blood team, and he just seemed like a genuinely curious guy. He was curious about everything. He was born in California. He was raised in Cody, Wyoming. Um, 
He has a law degree from Pepperdine. He has published seven books. One about the history of Geronimo. Not even about football. Geronimo? Yeah. There are stories of him picking up phone calls that have dialed the wrong number and talking to that person for an hour. He has all (laughs) these just mountain of stories which made Mike Leach Mike Leach. And I just got to share some of the highlights of what he was saying. This is my favorite quote. As coaches, this is during a press conference after they lost. Um... He says, as coaches, we failed to make our coaching points more compelling than their fat little girlfriends. Just a great, just a great coach. Uh, If you get into a fight, don't take your helmet off. We're looking for smart football players, not dumb ones. Um, I don't know how good mountain lions do in captivity. I'm curious. Uh, Okay, I could, I could go on. Oh, I mean, if nobody's, if nobody's published a uh, (coughs) book of. Mike Leach quotes. You can publish your first book, Massey. I know him and Yogi Berra have like the best sports quotes of all all times. I yeah. mean, here, here's one on the uh, Texas A&M Corps of Cadets. Uh, he was at Texas T- Tech at the time. He said, "How come they get to pretend to be soldiers? The thing is, they aren't actually in the military. Ought to have Mike's Pirate School." He was obsessed with pirates, and he just he just was true to himself. Never was the shiny polished head coach that you see uh nick saban and what brian kelly tries to be um what other who other puts on a facade in front of a a camera um ryan day davo sweeney he was (laughs) never any of those those guys he was he was just always true to himself um here's here's another oh he had a pet raccoon named bilbo baggins while he was living in cody he said during his teenage years he was getting a little feisty so they drove off in the woods and let him go and bilbo they said they had this connection bilbo turned back kind of like in this moment of the wild and looked at mike leach and his dad and they recognized that he was released into the wild and he wasn't coming back and bilbo wandered into the woods i mean he was just a true true innovator of the game and and he will he is will be missed here on out and it's kind of hard to think of a, a coach who who's passed away while still it's crazy coaching it seems like right a, it's like a presidential assassination it's just like it's wild to think about like a coach passing away like while they're in their tenure for a team for yeah for like play like while he's in his contract it's not like he's retired it's not Joe Paterno who died after he was out of call out of coaching yeah you know, it's, it's crazy. All right, trainer. Last thing. Well, sorry. Last no, thing. No, no, please, please. Going about well, Mike Leach, video, we could do a whole podcast I, on Mike Leach. I don't remember what I don't remember what game it was, but the last video I remember of Mike Leach this year was on was just looking on the, the social medias, and it was <laughs> they lost a game. I forgot who it was against, but he's it's him on the sideline folding up all the chairs so his players can't sit down because he's so pissed off because <laughs> yes, they don't deserve dude. to. Sit. Yeah, he's just over there to unfold. Some like graduate assistant be like, "Well, no, we need we need these." It was like unfolded, like setting them back up. Nope, they can't sit down. No, he's no like, bench. Nope. Nobody's sitting down. He's like, nope. "No." He had a what, what was his quote about coffee? He was like, "Well, coffee." He was like, "Coach, what you got in your coffee?" There's like, "It's black, black coffee. It's so bitter. You just gotta choke it down." I'm here for the effect, not like for the results, not for enjoying this cup of coffee. Like he. He always had something very interesting to say. He even went through the entire Pac-12 uh, mascots while he was at Washington State and figured out which one would be the most dominant. And he basically came upon the conclusion that the Sun Devil, due to the fact oh. that he probably had some sort of sorcery powers, could probably <laughs> dominate all the other – other. Uh, and he was like, Oregon? Oh, the Ducks, they're out. There's no chance. I mean, a Wildcat can beat a Duck, but you really have to look out for those Sun Devils because, you know, the kind of magical powers that he has 
able like able to produce on any given moment has to be considered into it. And this is just a, a rant for like 30 minutes while he's while they're doing a post game presser. He is he was excuse me such a treasure and he will be missed in college football. Trainer, give me your goat of the week. So my, mine's a co-goat of the week. It goes to we talked about Mac Jones earlier. Mine goes to Ramadre Stevenson and Jacoby Myers. I think they were the men to blame for the latrinal, the lateral that the world heard around the world. Yeah. It it took over. Nobody cares about Messi's World Cup because the Patriots lateraled and lost a game (laughs) at the last second. Um, Stevenson lateraled to Jacoby, and then Jacoby Myers threw it about 40 yards backwards right into the hands of an ex-Patriot and that end of the game. So Mac Jones is getting all the, he sucks at quarterback. He can't tackle. That's great. He never really learned how to tackle. I'm sure even I'm sure Nick Saban didn't even make him do any tackle drills, even when he was pissed off at him. Yeah. I don't so think he did. I feel like these guys. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's, a, it's an amazing play in the wrong way. And it was entertaining. Well, it's also funny. Like, why did why did they do that? Like, did Bill Belichick obviously didn't call that play? They just went off it's, script. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, unless Matt Patricia was practicing this or like he didn't. I mean, both players didn't know they were not tied, but they thought they were down by a point. I think it probably just, some instinct kicked in, and they were like, "This is the lateral play," and they just didn't think anything of it. They're like, "Oh, it we happens." Need to, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it happens in baseball. I've seen you know outfielders catch a catch a ball in the outfield. Uh, after one out and they think it's the third out and they start running towards the dugout. It's like sometimes professional athletes are so jacked up and they don't realize, especially in football, it's like sometimes you just don't even look at the scoreboard. You're just like, yeah, we need to make something happen on this last play. Yeah, they're like, okay, it's the lateral play. I'm sure when Stevenson <laughs> lateraled it. Uh, yeah, he, he started it because yeah, it was just like, it's the lateral play. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, oh. Like Stevenson throws it to Myers. So Myers is like, Myers makes the the awful lateral that goes almost like 40 or 50 yards back. And he throws it right in the hand, hands of Chandler Jones, the Raiders player. But it's like Stevenson was the one who was like, he made the first error in even starting this chain of events because it's like, oh, C- C- Jacoby's like, oh, well, Stevenson threw it to me. I don't have time to look up at a scoreboard right now. We must be down, right? Yeah. Okay, he- I need to. I need to make something happen. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Myers just crazy. like saw the lateral and was like, "Oh, this is this play." Yeah, we have to do this now. And I mean, he has. <laughs> we're doing this now. Yeah, we're doing this now. I I didn't know we were. Do- I didn't know this was the thing. Was this the play call? I think I missed the play call. Yeah. Um. We are. Whoa. We got to. We got to move on. I'll do my goat real quick. And it is Messi. Messi solidified his his. Uh, Himself as the goat of soccer, during, at least during, for our generation. Whoever can take dethrone him, I don't know. He's won all the European club championships that you can ever imagine. He cemented it with a two-goal performance, with including a PK um, in the in the World Cup final. Him and Mbappe went back and forth. Mbappe is considered the future of soccer. Mbappe had a hat trick. Um, this was yeah, rain, he was the reigning. Um... World Cup champion, best player. Yeah, golden, gold, golden ball. Messi, Messi had a golden ball. He he had the um, golden boot. Golden boot. Sorry, golden boot uh, against Germany. So he won the MVP of the last World Cup when Germany won, even though they lost. Argentina did. So 
Yeah, it's he's just an incredible player, an incredible story. There was Buenos Aires had to shut down the parade because there was four million people in the streets. It seemed oh, like wow. a it seemed like a wild time. Just imagine if the United States won a World Cup. Would everyone in every major city be partying in the streets? It would be so fun. That'd be so fun. You get the day oh, off yeah, work. Everyone, it's not just like the Golden State Warrior Championship Parade or the Kansas City Chief Championship Parade. It's America's Championship Parade. And we haven't had one of those since V-Day in Europe, you know? So we need, we're due for one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got to get to our college football pick them. Uh, I'll let you lead, but I wrote down a couple with some spreads. How is our, how's our overall record doing? Have we, have we got Todd on that? Is he calculated it all up because we're pretty close yeah todd's been working overtime i did not clear it financially so he's just working for free uh massey through the i guess yeah the uh, conference titles conference game conference championship games uh massey's 27 35 and one Mm. graham is 30 33 and one so both in the red yikes but we can do like basically double jeopardy here with the bowl games and a lot, a lot can change. All right. Two weeks. All right. Where do you want to start? All right. Let's start with, we'll do, we'll do uh double, double ranked teams. Texas. How did I not, how did I not get in the black? How did I not get in the black for championship games? It seemed like a layup. I might've missed a couple of, couple of weeks of your good. Oh, oh, okay. All right. All right. I see what's going on here. Texas, Texas and Washington, Texas, number 20, Washington, number 12. They're playing in the Alamo Dome for the Valero Alamo Bowl, Texas here by four. Michael Penix, I mentioned him earlier. He is so good. Is Quentin Ewers playing this game? I can't believe Texas. I guess it's a home game. But Washington hasn't been this good since they made the college football playoff. I don't even know if they scored points when they were in the college football playoff. I forgot they made the college football playoff. Um, I'm going to say Washington covers. I don't believe in Texas. That's that they're looking forward to Archie Manning. Quentin Ewers is, is eyeballing <laughs> that transfer portal. He doesn't want to play. Washington has it all in front of him. Michael Penix is returning to the Pac-12 next year. Washington has got the edge. Washington covers. All right, let's have some fun. Tesla wins by five. By five? Covers. You think Texas covers? No way. No way. Yeah, Texas, covers. Texas covers. All right. San what? Antonio. What? Notre Dame, number 21, South Carolina in the Tax Slayer. Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Um, Gator Bowl. Um, Where is the Gator <laughs> Bowl? Where in Florida uh, it is, is the in Gator Bowl? Jacksonville, home of Trevor Lawrence. And Notre, what's the spread again? Oh, my bad. Uh, Notre Dame by two. Notre Dame by two. South Carolina riding a hot streak. Beat Tennessee and Clemson uh, their last two games. I think they grow a little bit cold here. Notre Dame has owned, I was about to say owned ACC opponents. I basically put South Carolina, lumped them in with the ACC. (laughs) Oh, Notre Dame will have more fans there because they travel better and they're all over the world. Notre Dame. Dame wins this close game. Oh, Southeast country. This is, let's have some fun here. Spencer Rattler smoking cigars in the locker room after those wins. I'm going to go to South Carolina covering. So let's, let's keep it going. Tennessee. Yes. And Clemson, Tennessee and Clemson, the battle of orange Clemson favored by six and God favored by six. Um, They're in the orange bowl and they're two orange teams. Yeah. And if one, if the winning Perfect. coach 
doesn't get orange Gatorade dumped on it, then then someone has messed up. The equipment manager has messed up. He, even if they don't like the team votes against orange Gatorade, there should be the victory Gatorade bucket just labeled yep. don't touch unless you win. Dump orange Gatorade. I hate Clemson so much. Tennessee is without Hendon Hooker. They're also without their best receiver who's opting out. Clemson, I don't think, is going to play DJ um, at quarterback because he entered the transfer porter. That means Cade Cunningham, who is going to have a lot to say at quarterback since he was snubbed all year for DJ. Clemson by six. Oh, boy. Oh, this hurts. This hurts my brain. What's your pick, Trainer? I'm going to go. Well, first off, did you say Cade Cunningham, the point guard for the Detroit Pistons? Is that what I said? Who's the quarterback for the 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 balls? The Clemson. Clemson. Oh, I I have I don't know who either of the quarterbacks are cuz Hooker's out. I I don't know if, you know, if it's not Hooker and it's not Ugalaga not going to work here anymore. I don't even know anymore. I'll I'll just say his name is Cade Klumpnik. <laughs> That's a heck of a name. It's a heck of a name, my man. I'm I'll go, sorry. I'll go Josh Heupel. Josh Heupel in Tennessee covers the six. All right, all right. I'll just um, I I think uh, Tennessee covers the six. All right. I, can I say Clemson outright? I don't like them favored by five and a half. All right, you can have it. Yeah, Hyatt is not going to play. Probably a top ten pick. In the, in the upcoming draft, Alabama, yes, Kansas State, oh Massey, Sophie's choice here, All State Sugar Bowl, Alabama favored by six and a half. Bryce Young is going to play. We're, are we doing sit outs for the draft for Bryce, Bryce Young, Young we'll and Will Anderson will play. Okay, um, I will take. I'm going to take Alabama to cover. Kansas State is going to come in there with their hair on fire, thinking that there's something, and then we're going to welcome them to the <laughs> SEC because the Sugar Bowl is in New Orleans. And you know what people like to do in New Orleans? Party. Yeah, Kansas State fans will come there in droves, thinking they got something something they want to say, but they don't understand that New Orleans is Bama country at this time of year. So guess what? Bama will cover. They're mean. They're pissed off. Sometimes in the Sugar Bowl, when you become in second place in the SEC – you go there and you lose because you're not motivated, i.e. the Sugar Bowl I went to and Urban Meyer was coaching Utah and Utah beat Alabama. I think this is a different story. I think they've been – Alabama has just been run through the over, – raked over the coals when it comes to, oh, it's not their year type of deal, <laughs> whatever. Alabama covers. I don't even know what the point spread you said. I'm just still trying to figure out who is starting for Tennessee, for God's sakes. All right, I'll take – Kate Klumpnick. That's for Clemson. Oh, yeah, I'm of sorry. course, Billy Klumpnick. Yeah, I'll take um, – because <laughs> – South Alabama is losing in New Orleans 31-3 at the present moment. I will take Kansas State because Alabama and New Orleans, that's over. Uh, uh, dis, dis, disagree. Disagree. What, what, else, what else you got? <laughs> uh, do you want to – yeah, we can shoot to – or right, here we go. Tulane and USC. Oh, Christ. Uh, we got Caleb Williams, the Heisman Trophy winner. Totally missed that, by the way. You, uh, you, Tulane didn't, you didn't see is, that? By no, the way, Caleb, Caleb won the Heisman, bro. I knew he would. He's, he's, you know, he's, he's one of my team, one of my guys. Um, USC favored by two and a half. I'll take USC. Joe Milton for Tennessee. You'll take USC. I think that's. I think Tulane doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell. Give me, give me USC. All right, Penn State and Utah. Utah favored by two and a half. Again, Penn and State and Utah. Give me Utah covering the points there. Penn State does not know the bus. All yeah. that's going to be Utah. Right. I got. I got to pick Utah too. All right, 
And then do we want to one of these um, one of these semifinal games, December 31st, we'll have a show next week. We can we can wait off for or we can hold off for TCU, Michigan, Ohio State, Georgia. Yes. One one I did circle was the Holiday Bowl. I don't have no idea where the Holiday Bowl is, but that is UNC versus Oregon. Oregon favored by 14 and a half. Bo Nix will play. Drake May will play. I just don't see Oregon covering 14 and a half after their disappointing season when they had playoff chances develop in front of them and they went ahead and lost to Oregon State and dashed them away. And Drake May's worth $5 million, right? Yeah, $5 million man. Yeah, UNC, yeah, I feel like UNC will cover that. It's a lot. That is a lot. That is a lot. I wanted you to go opposite. So so we, we've only disagreed with three, so I can only make up, I can only tie when it comes to our overall record. Holiday Bowl, the San Diego. Oh, that's Pac-12 country. All right, I'll flip. I'm going to flip this. I'm going to go Oregon wins by 20. Flip it in reverse. I like that. All right, we only have a couple of minutes left, so I'm not sure if we can do our uh, love-loss triangle for the NFL. But let's update everybody with the NBA and the college basketball pick them. That's the priority. That's the priority. Um, I'll go ahead with my picks. In the NBA, I have the second team in the East, the Celtics at 22-9. and The second team in the West, the Grizzly at 19 and 11. The third team in the West, the Pelicans at 18 and 12. And the 11th seed in the West, the Warriors at 15 and 17, sub 500. Graham has the, the first team in the East, the Bucks, 22 and 8. Third team in the East, the Cavs, 21 and 11. Fourth team in the West, Suns, 19 and 13. But it seems like a struggle for them to be at 19 and 13, doesn't it? And yep. then the Nuggets, the number one team in the West. At Let's 19 ride. and 11. How Broncos does he country. do it? Let's ride. <coughs> My flu just flared up. Um, how does he do it? Do you want to you want to drop any of those teams? No. I'm gonna chill. I'm gonna ride out the Warriors probably till the end. I think their veterans are so tired after making a run at the NBA finals. I'm gonna stick uh, to it as well. Um, this might be some shake up here. My college basketball, yeah. I have Number three, Houston. Number four, Kansas. Number six, UVA. They will drop. And number 12, Baylor. I like all those. I can see that be, being four teams in the Elite Eight, if not the Final Four. Trainers got UNC. <clears throat> UNC, they are number – oh, they're uh, – <clears throat> they're unranked. Okay. Nice. All right. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. Very cool, trainer. Good pick. <laughs> Um, number 13, UCLA, number 19, Kentucky, and number 11, the Zags, which we just learned earlier today. They dominated Montana, the the crazy, Duh. crazy good Montana Grizz. And uh, Timmy, the guy with the mustache and the headband, he still plays for Gonzaga for the umpteenth year. Is he the JT Daniels of uh, college basketball? Oh, JT Daniels. We, even, we didn't even talk about him. He's not JT Daniels because he's with the same team for 10 years. JT Daniels is on his ninth team in 10 years. Headed to Rice. To learn math. Yeah, he was like, dude, this football thing is not working out. I need a rice. I need a rice on my resume. Okay, so you have waiver wire priority for this. I have waiver wire priority for NBA. That's how we went for the selections. So what do you want to do? Um, I will waive my waiver wire priorities. Is that how you say it? For the college basketball, for sure. You're going to wave? I'm going to wave. I don't need to pick huh. anybody up. I'm, I'm good, bro. All right, all right. I'll pick up. Uh, I'll pick up UVA's um, UVA's <laughs> discarded team from 2019, the Purdue Boilermakers, who are currently number one. Yep. Might as well do that. Yep. I will drop UNC. Duh. That feels, 
Oh, that feels good. Oh man. Purdue is man. Purdue is good. I, sh- I I don't I don't know who I would have switched out there. We're gonna make up some sort of punishment, but um, no, you're right. No, we're gonna do we're gonna do a, we'll do a point system on that. I'll make sure that happens, and I will drop unless it. Or you you totally want to wave. You're good. You're you're gonna drop two teams. Well, your your teams are trash, so it doesn't surprise me. My teams me. are trash. Go ahead. Oh, do I? Yeah. Uh, mm, mm, uh, I'll drop the Zags and I'll pick up UConn. But you just you just went chalk on that. You went chalk. That is so. Yeah, I went chalk. I went chalk. That is so just, uncreative of you. Just like I did to start. Just like I did to start. Was that was that too lame? Um, I, I don't see. <laughs> I don't see any. I mean, Arizona, like Texas, like what happened with Chris Beard. I just, I can't do that. I mean, that's no disgusting. Chris Beard, gross. So you picked up, you picked up Purdue, and who else? UConn, the, the Huskies, and you dropped the Zags. Is that right? Yeah, dropped the Zags. Dropped UNC. Sports fans, that is all the time we have for you this week. Tune in next week uh, for more for more sports. But if you missed any of this. Please download our podcast. We are Teton Sports Talks. Rate and review. Tell a friend. All right, guys. That's it. Merry and, Christmas. Oh, and Merry Christmas. Merry, I got to catch a flight. It's going to be negative 20 when I take off tomorrow morning. I got to wake up at 3.30 in the morning. It's going to be a long one. All right. That's it. And that's all.